you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And yes, just to let you behind the curtain a little bit, Mizzou mafioso, that means that I'm in the Mizzou mafia. I went to the Missouri Journalism School and as a lifelong fan of this program, well, I'm the perfect guy to give you partisan takes on the Missouri Tiger football and basketball programs each and every week. And on today's show, I want to talk about Missouri's Pro Day. Have some thoughts and observations, including Tyree Gillespie running quite the impressive 40-yard dash number. That should certainly help his stock, to say the least. And also, you know what, going back to the spring game slash scrimmage slash training session, whatever you want to call whatever was the black and gold event on Saturday for football, the closeout of spring practice. Well, I do have one more observation that I forgot to get to, and that's that Missouri may have found themselves a short yardage running back. At least that's what I could gather from a brief watching on Saturday. But first, of course, in the wake of a frustrating end, to the Missouri basketball season, and yet another close loss, especially in the NCAA tournament. Well, to no one's surprise, the fire Conzo Martin crowd is out in full force, at least on my Facebook feed. And boy, I'll tell you, at this point in my life, I have been a Facebook user since I was in college. I was one of the early Facebook users, in fact, back when you could only get it in college circa 2004, 2005 or something like that. But at this point in my life, Facebook seems to serve three purposes. It helps me promote this podcast, number one. Number two, it gives me pictures of my friends' kids And number three, it serves to irritate me. And mostly it's been number three lately because, especially the last couple days, for whatever reason, my Facebook feed wants to shoot the Missouri Athletics group into the top of my feed, and it's nothing but a bunch of boomers complaining about Conzo Martin or defending Conzo Martin, and frankly, it's just getting a little bit old. I want some more puppies and babies, Facebook. But regardless, this vocal, perhaps minority, of the fire Conzo Martin crowd, well, if you're listening right now, I want you to lean in to your device and listen to me very carefully. You don't get it. And here's why. Because this isn't about basketball right now, quite honestly. This is Missouri football's moment. That is the cash cow. And Missouri actually has an opportunity here with Eli Drinkwitz and the amount of recruiting momentum that is happening at this school right now that we could shift the trajectory of Missouri football for generations. So please look at the big picture and realize that Missouri's athletic department is not going to spend $6 million to buy out Conzo Martin after he just made the NCAA tournament, by the way, and then spend millions of more dollars on top of that to go to go pay a new coach, to get a search firm and all this stuff. 
I'm sorry, just the timing of that makes absolutely no sense if you look at it from a bigger picture athletic department perspective. And not only that, guess what? Missouri's run in the red as far as their budget goes for a few seasons in a row now. Well, that's only been exacerbated by the fact that we were capped at, what, 12,000 people, 15,000 people for each football game this past season and 3,000 people for basketball. That is a massive loss of revenue that, at the same time, while Missouri is pumping money smartly, by the way, into this outdoor practice facility and trying to do whatever they can via private donations from people in this community, in this in, the, in our larger alumni base, well, there's no reason to, again, just light 6 to $10 million on fire right now. That would be absolutely irresponsible. And specifically when it comes to Missouri basketball, the reality is it's been 10 years now since Mike Anderson and Mike Alden had whatever feud that they had or Mike Anderson just decided to go to Arkansas. Whatever story you want to glom onto, the reality is is since then, Mike Anderson left the cupboard pretty bare there. Despite one season, one great season in 2012, he left behind a hell of a senior class. But in terms of underclassmen, it was almost nothing. And obviously, the results were diminishing with Frank Haith for three years. And then we had three years of Kim Anderson, which was not only the worst hire in the history of Missouri sports, it's one of the worst hires in the history of college basketball. And I say that without any hyperbole whatsoever. So the fact that Conzo Martin... For the last four years, his yes, Missouri hasn't won any tournament games, but he's gotten them to the tournament twice, despite the fact that two of those four seasons, he basically didn't have his best player for the entire year. And then a third season of more injury problems, including Jeremiah Tillman, among others. Sure, you can say, well, those are all excuses, blah, blah, blah. You're just a Conzo Martin apologist. Well, you know what? Coming up, I'm going to have some legitimate criticisms, as I have in many episodes of this podcast, for Conzo Martin. And I do think there are some things that he can change moving forward to change the trajectory of this team. But to me, firing him is not an option whatsoever. But before I get to those legitimate criticisms, the Mizzou football pro, pro day and that possible future short yardage back, well, I want to tell you about Rock Auto. Dot com because, as I mentioned before, not exactly the easiest economic times for people. So with that in mind, why would you want to pay 30%, 50% more for the exact same auto price, auto parts at a chain store, a new car dealership? Why would you do that when you can get them for way cheaper at rockauto.com? Plus, their site is easy to navigate with all the makes and models. You can narrow it down, find the exact type of part that you need, whether it's a fuel assembly or maybe just carpet for your interior. They've got it all at rockauto.com. So go there now, see all the parts available for your vehicle, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need, including Kansas flaming out to Southern California. 
in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, if you're accusing me of being a Conzo Martin apologist, well, you clearly haven't listened to this show because I've been plenty critical of a lot of things that Conzo Martin has done over his years at Missouri. And certainly just in terms of X's and O's, I've been really critical of Conzo Martin's inbounds plays at times or lack thereof. Now, I thought it was a little bit better this year than in the past, but that's definitely something that's bothered me. I definitely thought Conzo played too slow for the most part offensively until this year. I thought we just our our half-court offense wasn't great at the beginning of especially the previous season, just trying to force-feed the ball through Tillman. To me, wasn't working until we ultimately kind of figured out the Barcelona-style offense. But really, the biggest thing you can criticize Conzo for is his recruiting. The last two cycles, well, Kobe Brown is the only guy left. Now, we like Kobe Brown, but my goodness. And listen, I understand I'm completely dismissing Ed Chang and Jordan Wilmore out of those last two classes. Well, there's a reason for that. Those guys combined to play 22 minutes on the season. We didn't see Ed Chang hit the floor. That's a huge problem. And while I like this upcoming class, there aren't a lot of huge you know, high, high star recruits, but you know what, let's see what we have in this next five man class before we completely declare the future of Missouri basketball under Conzo Martin dead. And just getting back to the most recent NCAA tournament game, it's certainly legitimate to question Conzo taking Jeremiah Tillman out with four fouls just before the under four minute timeout and not bringing him back in immediately after said timeout. That was a huge mistake in my mind. What are you saving him for at that point? Are you saving him for overtime? Again, there are little things you can certainly criticize Conzo Martin for. No doubt about it. But then the other side of the equation, it's not just how much money it's going to cost Missouri, but what are we doing here? Who are we going to hire? Are we just going to keep firing coaches until we find the perfect one? Yeah, that's the ticket. Let's just, because guess what? In two and a half years, we, you know, here's the reality is, is you might get somebody like Nate Oates, who's down, who went from Buffalo to Alabama and now has that team within a couple years looking like a top 10 team in the, in the country. That's for sure. Well, more than likely though, you're going to get somebody who is a little bit like Conzo Martin or possibly even worse. Somebody who has their strengths, somebody who has their weaknesses And then guess what? Within a year and a half or two and a half years, you'll be ready to fire that person too. I would like to think that all of you old, all of you, I I almost said a bad word there. I would like to think that all of these older fans on Facebook would have a little bit more wisdom than what they show, but apparently fandom truly is fanaticism. But speaking of fandom... I don't know about you, but I'm a really big fan of Larry Roundtree and Nick Bolton in particular, and I really hope those guys get a shot in the NFL. Of course, along with Josh Bledsoe, Tyree Gillespie, Larry Borum, well, all those guys worked out at Pro Day recently in Columbia, and again, I have some thoughts there, but first, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. 
And you know what? While the first round just taking every single under total in the first round of the NCAA tournament, well, that profited for me quite nicely. If you did that in the second round, you took a, a slight loser. I think you would have went 7-9, and nine, something like that. But you know what? I got my best bet, minus 4.5 UCLA. That one paid off. Thanks to thanks to the Locked On Bets guys for that hot tip, by the way. But you know what? No matter what your plays are, if it's college basketball, if it's hockey, NBA, or even reality television, bet online has you covered. So head on down to their website or mobile or on your mobile device. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Again, that's promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And of course, we have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for quite a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting bar with 100% chocolate. On all bars. Well, now is the time to find out which built bar is truly the best. It is built bar madness, and today's matchup is between chocolate brownie chunk and lemon almond cheesecake. Had to know you put almonds in a cheesecake, but but what the heck? They're pretty inventive over there at Built Bar. And if you want to chime in with your thoughts, go to builtbar.com or to at built. Sorry, excuse me, at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And check back to see who has won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. And with the NFL draft just weeks away, it's time to start following our Locked on NFL draft duo, the draft dudes podcast watches every prospect. So you don't have to. And the locked on NFL draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow locked on NFL draft and draft dudes on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. And in the past on this here program, I've talked about how Missouri's boundary safety position under the Ryan Walters defense anyway. We'll see how that all plays out under Steve Wilkes. But under Ryan Walters, if you played that boundary safety spot like Tyree Gillespie did, well, that meant that you had to cover a lot of ground from sideline to sideline. And certainly Tyree Gillespie proved yesterday why he was such a good match for that position, having to run down those jet sweep guys like Kadarius Tony for Florida, for instance. Well, with that 4.38 speed, that should turn some NFL scouts' heads, one would think. Certainly, we look at more than just the 40-yard dash these days, but that certainly is the headline number at any scouting combine, any pro day. And you know what? Tyree, I think, may have just earned himself a draft pick. But regardless, there's no doubt that he's going to get a shot in somebody's camp and the same can certainly be said for Larry Roundtree. I don't know if he's going to get drafted or not, but I think he's a guy sort of like I predicted about Kale Garrett last year before he got injured. If he gets into somebody's camp, I think he's going to be a tough cut 
for any coaching staff. I really do. And interestingly, Roundtree talked about running routes from the slot in his pro day, trying to show off maybe a skill set that he didn't get a chance to do at Missouri so much. And, you know, you look at Roundtree, just his body type, a fairly tall, bulky running back, you wouldn't think immediately that, oh, he would be a, he'd be a good slot receiver option. He can run in and out of breaks, but considering we've never seen him do it, who knows? And if Roundtree can show, you know, just frankly average skill in the receiving game, I think he should be a pro player because as a runner, we all know that he's a load. He certainly has his place in the NFL, I think, as a as a chain-moving, short-yardage, goal-line type running back, quite possibly. And, you know, just as the good kid that we all know he is, I'm certainly rooting for it. And by the way, while I'm on the topic of potential short-yardage, bruising running backs, well, Michael Cox from Missouri in the spring scrimmage stood out quite a bit towards the end of that event. He ran over some guys, ran really hard, Broke some tackles. Now, again, this may have been against the third-string defense. I wasn't completely paying attention to who was out there. But regardless, I thought this freshman running back, who, frankly, I had not heard of before Saturday, really showed some flashes and, and to me, is an interesting guy to to keep an eye on. Now, I heard from – I can't remember which Mizzou beat reporter put this out there, but it sounded like Cox is set to redshirt, which – I didn't quite understand if he's if he can contribute next year. Well, let's get him out there now. Don't get me wrong. If if he wants if the staff wants to redshirt him, go ahead. But that just struck me as a little bit of an early call, unless he's a transfer and he has to sit out. Maybe that's something that I'm unaware of. But regardless, Michael Cox, an interesting running back to keep an eye on. Maybe he's got a role this coming season as a short yardage third down type guy. Now, if you follow the mock draft community fairly closely, you might notice that it seems like Nick Bolton is is somewhat sliding down a little bit in the draft, but again, emphasis on a little bit. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers in the back end of the first round seem to be looking at Nick pretty hard, and just what I know about the Steelers, he somewhat seems to fit their prototype at inside linebacker. But really, I think Bolton has a good perspective. He didn't seem too worried about whether he goes, say, in the late first round or early second round. Really, I'm mean, ultimately, that's a life-changing amount of money regardless. And if he's smart with it, and I assume he will be, he's got seems to have a seems to be a smart kid with good set of parents and a good head on his shoulders. But hey Nick, if you need any financial advice, feel free to at me at locked on Mizzou. But really, regardless, whether you're picked late first, early second, once the games get going, once training camp happens and you throw the pads on, nobody gives a crap. And they certainly don't give a crap by the time you're a free agent and your real big money second contract and hopefully happen. So I'm glad that Nick is a mature enough guy to realize that. And you know what he said on a Zoom call with the Steelers, this past week, he said the biggest advice that that team gave him was just to stop being so hard on himself. He said, quote, I'm my biggest critic and it shows. I live off my facial expressions and my emotions. And it does seem like over the last few years that definitely in basketball this has happened, 
But even more so, it's you're seeing the shift a little bit in football too, which has always been a sport where coaches interact by just screaming at everybody and football players they're sp- you know we expect them to be just yelling and screaming and throwing their helmets and all that stuff well you know i think maybe as we're getting a little bit more nuanced with our thoughts on not just mental health but just sports psychology like what what mental state can i be in that is going to help me perform the best in this athletic endeavor well if you're constantly beating yourself up at a certain point that isn't helpful now in a way we're all naturally our biggest critic right and 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 if you are a critic of yourself that can help drive you but life is all about balance that's something I talk about it's a simple thing but it's simple because it's true and I think there's a big balance between being self-driven and competitive and all that stuff like Nick Bolton obviously is. And also, at a certain point, if you're too hard on yourself, well, it actually is going to be a negative. It's not helping. So I think that's an interesting thought for all of us to have, not only just in terms of sports, but how about all of our lives? You mess up every once in a while, well, give yourself a break. As long as you are trying to do the right thing, you know, there are things like if you mess something up every single day, by all means, look in the mirror. But if every once in a while you drop a dish, you know, no need to beat up on yourself for simple mistakes. And with all that philosophical mumbo jumbo out of the way, I'm going to let you all leave the classroom right now. And thank you for listening to the show once again. And hey, if you've enjoyed this, turn on another Mizzou fan that you happen to know. I would surely appreciate it. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been... Locked on Mizzou.